Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts Cast. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts Cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. What's up, man? Welcome back. Man, I'm happy to be back. We're here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button so you can be notified on every new episode. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter. That's going to be at the Colts cast and on Instagram as well. And that's going to be at Colts cast without the, the, not only will you see new episodes posted on there, but you will see updates from us, polls we run, opinions we have, etc. Basically everything. Again, that's at the Colts cast for Twitter and at Colts cast for Instagram. Jamal, are you ready to get into some Indianapolis Colts content? Let's get this working. Let's get it. Today's episode will revolve around Kenny Moore II and what implications his absence from OTAs mean for the Colts going forward. Jamal, does Kenny want to be here anymore? <laughs> Man, that's a great question. I, I think he does, but, you know, money talks. Money talks, and I speak it fluent. That's what Lil Wayne said, right? That's right. So as you all know, Kenny Moore is a little frustrated about his contract, but he's still there at the facility hanging out with his teammates, which is a good sign. I think he wants to be with the Colts, but he hasn't been participating in, in those on-field sessions. Um, he, he's making his, his uh, case clear. He, he feels he's underpaid, wants an extension, even though he has two years left. But, hey, can't knock him for that, right? Yeah, you really can. And honestly, I saw a video, actually, when they were doing the team photo shoot, and he was in there loud and proud, kind of going through the, uh, the pictures they were taking. So, of course, like you mentioned, he wants his money. He's hiding now. But with him showing that presence, still wanting to be there with the teammates and being in the photos, I feel like he knows he wants to stay here. He wants to be home. Agree. Everybody wants to that, that one team they're on. They've been playing for a while. They, they want to represent for them. They don't, they don't want to be traded, cut, anything, but they, they do want their money. <laughs> yeah, they do. Let's, uh, let's go into a little overview of Kenny Moore. Cornerback, obviously, mainly plays a slot corner, nickelback role. 5'9", 190 pounds. So I just want to say I'm 5'9". And even at my peak of weightlifting, I was never near 190 pounds. That is a <laughs> crazy size. Which yeah, is good because he's quick. He's he's super fast too. Um, he's he's very explosive. But I, I was only about 170 pounds. Of course, I'm not an NFL football player, but I can't I can't imagine throwing another 20 pounds on my frame. I just yeah, can't see it. No body fat on that man. Exactly. It's crazy. Um, for comparison, Stephon Gilmore, same weight, but six one. Jeez. So he's got you know three or four inches on him. And and they're both the same weight. But yeah, impressive stuff. He went to high school at Lowndes uh high school in Valdosta, Georgia. Where is that, you may ask? It's it's southern Georgia. It's at the very bottom. Uh fun fact about Kenny Moore, he didn't start playing football until senior year of high school. Really? Yeah. Man. Crazy. <laughs> Baller. This man has been on a grind. His his path to the NFL. And where he's at now in his career has to be one of the most fascinating journeys I've seen for any football player. And won't it, you know it's not going to get talked about, but he's grinded day in and day out to get where to where he's at. 
played four years at Valdosta State from 2013 to 2016. Four years, D2 school, was highly productive there. We're talking 11 career interceptions, over 100 solo tackles. He had a pretty good year there. However, did not get drafted in 2017 when he entered the NFL draft. I believe they pointed to his size, uh, being a 5'9 corner, and the competition he played against as cons. So it always hampers these players playing at a D2 school. Um, I know it, it makes sense. The competition is not the same. You're not going against Alabama. You're not going against LSU. You're not going against these Power 5 schools. So I could see it. But being an NFL scout is not an easy job. Having to be responsible for evaluating talent for so many players is demanding. And the Colts somehow found him. Another diamond in the rough. Yep. I was going to bring that up later. Uh, But I know for a lot of players that pointing that they played at D2 level is a concern. There have been a number of notable D2 players in the NFL that people probably didn't even know that played at D2. Do you know any, Jamal, just off the top of your head? Top of my head. Mm. I know Not some, immediately. Yeah. I know some great ones. A few. So Tyree, Tyree Kill. I believe he went to West Alabama. Oh, he did. Yeah, that's right. So probably one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Played at D2 school. Mm-hmm. Austin Eckler. Running back for the Chargers. D2. Adam Thielen. D2. Those are the big names that. Wow. It's probably not a lot of them, but it can happen. Talent can come out of there. But some other notable names Grover Stewart. There he is. Yup. D2. Ashton Dolan. Kenny Moore. <laughs> Obviously. Our squad. <laughs> yeah. But um, also, it, it wasn't that he was just at a D2 school, he was undrafted as well. So some notable undrafted players I saw, Mo Ali Cox, Young Wei Koo, the kicker, JC Jackson, undrafted. Huh. Crazy. Uh Kurt Warner, Antonio Gates, Wes Welker. Yeah. Some of the older names. Yeah. But I guess just to sum all of that up, you can find talent at any level. Diamonds in the rough, you just said. Yes. They're definitely harder to find than the top prospects that get drafted in the first couple of rounds. But in the NFL, you can find good players at any point in the draft or the undrafted pool. So, Jamal, who ended up picking up this beast in 2017 undrafted? Believe it or not, the enemies. Patriots. <laughs> enemies of <laughs> like every you, team. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, they you know picked him up as an un- unsigned free agent. 2017 and signed him to a quick he was actually signed to a three-year 1.66 million dollar contract and actually we signed him off waivers in 2017 as our fifth string quarterback oh chuck pagano saw something in him when we when uh, patriots put him on the waivers and so let's go ahead and scoop him up and we did and thankfully i gotta say it was great yeah say it was a great decision Great, you know Chuck Pagano, man. He, although he had a rough NF or coaching career, he's a defensive mind. He he is a defensive mind. So I'm sure when he first saw Kenny Moore, he couldn't resist what he was seeing. So I'm I'm excited. I'm glad that he decided to jump the gun on that one and pick him up. But it wasn't easy for him. Like you said, he's been grinding day in and day out since he was in high school. 
when we picked him up off waivers, he was signed as our fifth string cornerback. So yeah, I he didn't make the final roster with the Pats. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It is right. Yeah. And so once he got over to us at the fifth string, I mean, he knew that was going to be a grind. He knew he had to work every day. And as we talked about in previous episodes, you know, we hate to see injuries, but these things happen. So he got his first start in week 13 off of Rashawn Melvin injury and in 2017. And from that day, he's been that guy. Started the remaining five games of the 2017 season. Then going into the 2018 season, started 15 of the 15 games he was in. And did so well for the back half of 2017 and 2018. We'll go into stats here in a little bit. That we signed him to a four-year, $36 million extension in 2019, making him the highest-paid slot cornerback in the league. Back secured. Exactly. Exactly. And with money like that, I mean, you trust him. And with money like that, you got to expect good play. So we expect good play. Let's just run down his stats just to show how well he did. As I mentioned, in 2017, he started for the remaining five games of the season, but he actually played in 16 of those games. 38 combined tackles, one forced fumble, one interception. Then in 2018, started 15 games, played 15 games, 77 combined tackles, 63 of those are solo, one forced fumble, three interceptions. Pretty good for two seasons back-to-back, and that's when we signed him for the big contract. Then we bump it to 2019. He started 11 games, played 11 games, 61 combined tackles. 50 of those are solo. Um, one fumble recovery, two interceptions. So we had a little bit of a decline on the tackles there. But in 2019, excuse me, 2020, bounced right back. 14 games started, 16 of those played, 80 tackles, 68 of those were solo, one forced fumble, four interceptions. And then, of course, we had last year, the big year for him, the one that made him a pro bowler. Started 16 games, played 17, 102 combined tackles, 82 solos, one forced fumble, and another year of four interceptions. That's wild. And with those numbers, I mean, with that incline like that, how can't you put somebody up like that for a for a pro bowl? Especially, like you mentioned, Eric, 5'9", 190 pounds. All right. I would, I would definitely say, too, for 2019, they only went down because he played a lower amount of games. So yeah, you're right. played 11 games. So as far as the cumulative effort for his tackles and other stats, they were just they were just down because he, he didn't play as many games, but probably could have with about five or six more games. Good point. Yeah, that's a real good point. And and not to top, you know, not to take away anything from that 2019 season, but of course the 2021 season, along with that Pro Bowl uh, pick, also named uh, the Colts pick for the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. And the cool thing about that, and anyone who knows football knows that this award has nothing to do with your stats. We, you know, it's not about how you do on the field. It's all about that off-field effort. So not only is this kid coming out here busting his tail every day on the field to get better. But he's also doing it in the community uh, for his for his friends, for his families, for Indianapolis. So that shows you right there. I mean, he he's a humble person on and off the field. He's trying his best to be the best he can be. And what more could you ask for out of a out of a guy who comes to work every day and works hard? We'll be back after a quick break. 
if if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around yeah. a decade, right? You know, we we kind of uh, 15 years ago we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues. Uh-huh. Uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a in a in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we 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 have a lot to do, uh, a lot. Nothing. He's doing everything. He's. Like you said, excellence often on the field. He's an awesome guy. Awesome guy. He's he helped out at Riley Children's Hospitals. Helped out at food banks out here. You know, he he's always in the mix. Because a lot of times when you see these things, where they'll have players go to these ceremonies, or I shouldn't say ceremonies, but when they go to these these things, such as the hospital or such as these schools or community events. It's some of the players who may be on the practice squad or some of the players who aren't starters. Not too often you see the main starters out there. But Kenny Moore, man, he's always out there signing autographs, having a good time with the kids and with the family members out there. So just a humble guy. Love to see it. Love to see it. Well, Jamal, after all that, after all the good things we've heard about him, does he deserve more pay? Is he underpaid? Overpaid, just right. What is his actual worth? Because according to Track, he signed a four-year, like you said, $33 million contract. I, I want to know your opinion on this. Man, I'm going to keep it real with you. I <laughs> think that for what we have right now, I think his pay is spot on. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Like you mentioned, you know, when he signed that contract in 2019, that made him the highest paid slot corner in the league. Great. Then he had the record season in 2021, earning him the Pro Bowl as well as the Walter Payton Man of the Year. But right now, according to OverTheCap.com, our current salary cap is $6.8 million. So we do have money to spare, but I know our 53-man roster isn't completely set. So we don't know how much of that has to be allocated to other to other players. So, you know, we want to be cautious of that. Um, and I know that I know that Chris Ballard is tight when it comes to money. We, we've seen that throughout the years of him. We saw that when it came to Wentz. We saw mm-hmm. that when it came to Ryan. We saw for um, Stephon Gilmore, even Darius Leonard. I mean, before we made him the, you know, that such a high-paying uh, linebacker, we were penny-pinching. So I say that because Chris Ballard is not going to give out more money than he thinks you deserve. So I think that – and it's been quoted, you know, that Chris Ballard has said uh, that he – that he feels like Kenny Moore is getting paid the fair amount for what his contract is and not to think, not to take anything away from Kenny. But what I will say is as his stats keep inclining and we're still going on that uptick, I want to make sure we continue to see consistency. We don't have to keep skyrocketing because everyone's going to peak. We know that you're going to peak at some point and you have to start your decline, but I just want to see a couple more years of consistency. We got two more years left in this contract. If he balls out like he has done these past two years leading into this year, then pay him, give him, give it to him, give it to him. Because I don't think he wants to go anywhere. Like you mentioned earlier, people want to stay. They want to stay with their team. 
he he loves the team. I'm sure he loves all the players out there. He wants to be a part of it. He knows it's something special, especially with all this focus on the defense this past offseason, being the draft, free agency. I think that he takes this money this year and next year because it's a fair salary. I know uh, per over the cap, he's making an average of $8.35 million a year, which puts him at the 27th highest in the league. But going back to our Stefan Gilmore episode, we talked about what well, he's the 20th highest uh, paid cornerback in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, he's uh, he's 20th highest paid, so he's he's right behind not, Stephon Gilmore. It, exactly. And that exactly. average and know, salary, yep. Mm-hmm. And we know what Gilmore's done. He has a proven track record. So I like to think that. I, I think it's pretty fair for what it is for right now. Uh, I would love to see him get this new deal, like I said, in two years and flourish him. Give him the money. Let him do it. But right now, I personally think that he is okay with this amount. I think we'll work out the kinks. You know, if we have to give maybe a little incentive in the contract, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Maybe a little playoff incentive or, or interception incentive or a forced fumble incentive because I don't know the full breakdown of his contract. So there may be a little bit of that sprinkled in there. But I don't know that we necessarily have or will just dish out 500 k or a million, you know, whatever the case is for just playing. Yeah, I right now... I don't think an extension is likely. It's it's very unlikely. Probably a deal next offseason. Uh, like you said, if he continues to play consistently, we would love that. I mean, he's arguably a top five player on our defense. I want to see him playing. I'm never going to come at him, though, for asking for more money. No, you can't. <laughs> All Players do that. If a player feels they're underpaid, I'm okay with that. What are you actually worth? I don't, you know, mm-hmm. we don't make that decision. But get that back. Make sure you secure it. Problem is, if the Colts don't feel the same way about it, that's when issues arise. So, like, I, I think you were talking about Chris Ballard's pretty content with what Kenny Moore is getting now, and they don't yep. plan to, yeah, they don't plan to pursue anything. He's he's getting paid similar to Stefan Gilmore. It's... I mean, I, I think he's getting paid just right, too. But hopefully Colts fans aren't fretting about this. OTAs are not mandatory. There's a lot of veteran right. players that just skip it. So it's it's not something we should be too worried about. However, training camp starts in a couple of months, and those are mandatory. So if he starts no-showing on that... We may be in trouble. I, yeah, I'm going to be a little worried. That that's gonna be scary, and I I heard he got a new agent too. Like he ain't playing around. We'll see if that's and, a bluff, he, though. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I was just just about to say we're gonna see if it's a bluff, and I think that's one of the one of the funny things. You know, with sports, I feel like his players get better. You know, they pick up a better agent, and their agents re reading through their stuff. And these agents aren't dumb. They they know what time it is. So many of these yep. guys, they represent so many different players. So. If they have a couple of high profile players under their belt, they understand the breakdown of these contracts and they understand their worth. So that's their job to fight for money for their clients. So you can't knock you can't knock an agent, a new agent coming in and kind of stirring up the pot a little bit. Again, I don't think that Ballard will entertain it too much unless it comes down to a to a legit, as you mentioned, training camp situation. But I also think that Ballard knows that 
he has to do the right thing because he doesn't want to be on that chopping block. And I'm not going to say that Kenny Moore is going to be the the straw that breaks the camel's back when it comes to him being on the chopping block. But that missing link in the defense, man, that, that could be a game changer for us. Yeah, I don't know if we can replace them very easily. And like right. you said, the agents are going to fight for whatever dollar dime they can get because they're getting paid a percentage of that player's contract as well. So we do have to remember that. I like Kenny Moore. He's solid. He's very solid. I like him as a tackler. He he tackles very well. He's always making stops from what I see. We're talking mm-hmm. about making just stalling the offense. He he makes great plays. Just a very tough player. He's also very valuable to a defense because nickel packages are becoming more common with the NFL being a pass first league. So Pro Football Focus has already listed Kenny Moore as arguably the best slot cornerback in the league over the past several years. That's what they graded him as. Honestly, I... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't cut you off. He's very valuable in that role. They also listed him as the Colts' most underrated player. Like you said, Mm -hmm. he made the Pro Mm -hmm. Bowl as well in 2021. His stock is on the rise. I see why he wants more money. But go ahead. What do you want to say? Exactly. And I was just going to piggyback off what you were just saying, especially about that pro football focus, because I saw that as well. And honestly, I mean, it was a terror. No one wanted to throw against him last year because he was getting picked. I know I know he only had four for not I shouldn't say only, but he had four for the entire season. But that doesn't count all the bad at balls he had. Doesn't count all the, you know, all, all right. the disruptions Passes and players weren't ups. getting. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And you got to think, man, some of these receivers, six, three, six, four, six, five going against a five nine guy and a quarterback is still kind of timid when it comes to throwing at him. So you're right. I definitely think he's the most he's probably our most underrated player on the squad. And I do think he's still the best slot. And with the addition of Gilmore, I don't know. I, I mean, I hope quarterbacks test him more this year. I really do, because I think if they test him more, it could be even bigger breakout season for him. Right. I don't think slot cornerbacks get the credit they deserve. I mean, even when I think Jonathan Jones is on the Patriots. He's another good slot corner. But when Gilmore and J.C. Jackson were there, I mean, they they drew all the credit, all the headlines, all the stuff. So it's a very undervalued position, and I hope he gets to return for the Colts. Like, I I hope he doesn't leave us because of this contract issue. But we'll see. I, I think and I think you think he's getting paid just right. Maybe he's worth more, and I hope we can give him some more. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I just hope he's there in a Colts uniform in a few years, you know? Oh, for sure. I, I hope so, too. And I don't know. I just feel like I feel like we're going to do right by him. I feel like we will. As long as we can keep – as long as he can stay healthy and continue to produce, he's not just some Joe Blow walking off the street. He's not a, a rookie that we just signed and we're hoping that he shows up to play i mean this guy's proven he's been proving himself since 2017 so like i said if he stays consistent give him the bag i hope so let's see we'll see we'll see soon enough yeah (laughs) well that's gonna wrap it up for us on this episode of the colts cast i want to thank everyone for tuning into the colts cast today we release episodes every monday and friday morning Go ahead and follow us on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back on Friday to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Take care, everybody.
Take care. Tune in.